0: Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School Podcast. Oh, we shall dig into a listener question today called What Affiliations Should I Seek, Ken? But before we do, I have a funny papers edition to share with you. This is a story that I'm doing specifically for some new friends, some listeners out there. Their names are Steve and Tansha Hawkinson. I was doing a goals workshop with them just a couple nights ago. And Tansha made a reference to, you know, we might be interested in the niche Since I mentioned the niche of veterinary hospital cleaning, she said, we might be interested in the niche of crime scene cleaning. And I said, no, no, don't do it. She's looked at me, kind of smiled because we were on Zoom. Steve just looked over wondering what I was going to say. And I said, oh, I've got a story. And guess what? Here's the story. Because I searched through my podcast records. I never told this story. I guess I held back because it's nasty. And this is a family friendly podcast. I fully intend that this show can be listened to with kids in the backseat. And so I'm very aware of that. So I will have to dole this down a little bit, try and leave some things up to imagination, maybe have some Pixar adult type of humor that you may have to pick up on. So let's just run this story through. Early in my cleaning business, and by the way, all of my dumb stories happened early in my cleaning business. That tells me that I learned something. Yay. I was sent all over God's green earth to clean stuff. I told you about the lake water story where I went to a house. It was in the middle of nowhere on a lake and there was no running water. I had to use a bucket, fill up the bucket in the lake, use it to clean the house. Okay. And I had to climb over it like an eight foot rock pile to get to the house. Yep. There's all kinds of things like that. Realtors would send me to all kinds of remote locations. I think they were trying to get me out of the business, kind of like freshman year when I was in engineering class and there was 300 people in my freshman class. And then the next semester there was nine <laughs> because they all failed out or hated engineering. It's like that freshman year. So I think people were trying to get me out of the business or to see what kind of metal I was made of. And one of the realtors, oh yeah, come on over to Troy. So Troy, New York has the nickname Troylet. I'm sorry if you live in Troy or from Troy or love Troy, but the nickname of Troy, New York is Troylet. So go figure, Troylet, New York. I pull up into Troy and not the nice part of Troy. It's definitely not the higher income housing. And that's fine. I'm not making reference or light of people's level of income. But I will say... That I walked up a couple of cement steps, a swinging metal door, walked in the front, and I had to step over the first piece of yellow tape. That's the part I wasn't aware of. Um, realtor, you didn't mention that this might be a crime scene. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that part, Ken. Okay. So here I am. Stepped over one piece of yellow tape. Yellow tape around this Apartment, floor about four inches full of junk, clutter, broken pieces of whatever. There's tons of trash, obviously. Broken pieces of furniture, the yellow tape. There was uh, used wrappers of some kind that adults tend to use. I'll leave that one to your imagination. And they weren't empty, so I almost lost a whole bag of cookies on that one. There were nasty, dead animals like mice. I'm just trying to remember all the gruesome details, but it's just piled up with clutter, broken stuff, nasty stuff, some blood on the floor. I don't know what happened there. I don't know whether a murder, a stabbing. I'm not sure what happened. I didn't ask. I walked around for about 20 to 30 seconds, saw enough, and I just said to the realtor, thank you so much for the opportunity, but this isn't going to work for me. This isn't a job that I'll be able to handle. So hopefully you can call someone else. He just said, why? (laughs) I didn't know what to say. I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't handle this job. It's out of my area of expertise because I haven't cleaned a crime scene. Now I did almost have to clean the axe murderer's house, which thankfully I never had to do that one either. Okay, that was pretty bad. That was one listener. Steve and Tansha, there you go. Crime scene clean. Just avoid it. It doesn't matter how much money you think you can make in it. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I'm telling you. All right. I want to move on to another listener who emailed me with a really great question, and it sparked an entire episode that I would love to share with a solo Cleaning school. So here is the question. Hi, Ken. I listen to your podcast religiously. I got legit with a DBA, EIN, sales tax ID, etc. at the end of last year and fully launched the beginning of January. I previously was a manager for Pizza Hut in my area for 15 years. I started working there when I was 17. But when COVID started, the franchise in my area completely folded. I began working for a janitorial company and was getting a lot of positive feedback. I have a one-year-old son and needed something flexible to work opposite of my husband. I toyed with the idea of starting a business for a long time. I have a business degree. I just got my solo cleaning business up and running. Your tips have been instrumental. What are your thoughts about joining the Better Business Bureau, BBB? Someone from my local chapter just cold called me asking me to join. Kelly the Young, True Integrity Cleaning. Akron, New York, which is in the Buffalo area. So thank you, Kelly, for allowing me to use your name and obviously to give you a shout out on my podcast. So if you're out there in the Buffalo area listening, connect with Kelly if you're looking for a great cleaner. Okay, so here we go, Kelly. Here's my answer. There are countless affiliations you can join for business credibility and trust. I'm going to answer the Better Business Bureau, but this has sparked a much larger question and one that I've been wanting to answer in detail on my podcast. Now, I go into way more detail within my Solo Cleaning School Elite membership, but I do want to bring you some valuable tidbits, some things that you can chew on, especially as you're new in the business. I think this will really help. So thank you, Kelly, for this question. So I'm not going to put down any affiliations. I like some. I don't like some. I'm going to be impartial to the ones I don't like and be gloating and really happy over the ones I do. So you'll know which ones I do and which ones I don't. But I am just merely sharing from my own experiences. If you're out there and have different experiences, very cool. Awesome. Send me a message and let me know why the ones that I say are good aren't and the ones that I say aren't good are. I'm totally open for debate. So please send me an email. So I'm just gonna list these affiliations into two categories. The first category will be industry affiliations, and the second, local affiliations. Here we go, industry. The first one I want to talk about is ARCSE, the Association for Residential Cleaning Services International. They are a division of International Sanitary Supply Association, ISSA. Now these are the only legit professional organizations slash associations within the cleaning industry. Now there's lots of other things, but these are the big ones. These are the umbrellas. So for the janitorial and the commercial cleaner, the ISSA. And then for the house cleaner, the ARCSE, the Association of Residential Cleaning Services. I was privileged to host the chair of ARCSE as an expert in the smart cleaning tribe. Alonzo Adams out of Westchester, PA, runs the company Busy Bee Cleaning Services, is also, as I said, the chair of Arxy. He's highly respected in our industry, has a very large business, and this guy has an incredible business owner and millionaire mindset. He attributes so much of his industry success to the associations within our industry's professional organization for house cleaners. ARCSI has certification courses for cleaning, disinfecting, and many others. They also provide amazing networking opportunities with other cleaning service owners so you can find your community and grow together. ARCSI is a recognized and highly respected organization that adds a ton of credibility to any house cleaner. If you're primarily in office or janitorial cleaning, like I said before, ISSA is the organization to join. And if you're a house cleaner go to the division of ISSA called ARCSEE. I literally was so green and ignorant starting my cleaning business and maybe some pride as well that I didn't need the help of a major professional organization and association. Maybe I would have shaved off about six years of dumbness and walking into crime scene cleans. Hmm, maybe that would have helped. Anyway, I didn't know about ARCSEE. But now, especially after meeting and listening to Alonzo and the great benefits that this organization provides, I'll be joining RxE in 2021. The next industry affiliation is the Solo Cleaning School Elite. Surprise, a little partial here. It's the one that I run. Is it for everybody? No. But I'm going to share two affiliations that I have within our industry. The Solo Cleaning School Elite, I created this affiliation and offer advanced training and community for new cleaning startups and solo operators. Solo cleaners tend to go it alone. This school pulls together like-minded solo cleaners that would like to optimize their profits on less workdays per week through the ISO model that I created and demonstrated in two of my own solo cleaning companies. One in New York, which I sold in 2018, and the second one that I'm building right now, back to the old level of New York, here in Philadelphia suburbs of Pennsylvania. The next industry affiliation is the Smart Cleaning Tribe. This is another affiliation or group that I run. As I mentioned with Arxy, cleaning owners need to find their tribe. As I already have a group for solo cleaners, this Smart Clean Tribe is for cleaning company owners that are growing with teams. They want to scale. They just need to have a place to fit in, a family, a place where they can take all of their overwhelm and they can get organized, set goals get in community, and get accountable. We do weekly mastermind calls. I bring in experts. That's where Alonzo from Arxy came in. And again, we focus on personal and business goals in the SMART goal format. Now, there are many other training and mastermind communities slash affiliations available to cleaning service owners within our industry. The SMART Clean Tribe, the one that I run, is the only one focusing on the SMART goal. We grow together, celebrating our goals every month. Let's talk about some local affiliations. These are in no particular order, I promise. They are not ranked, they are just literally written on a list and I filled the notes in for them. So the first one is a real estate preferred vendor. This is a great affiliation. I've been blessed to be on multiple lists due to my expertise in presentation cleaning for realtors. Caldwell Banker, Berkshire Hathaway, Remax, Realty USA. These are just a few of the large brokers that build internal preferred vendor lists Once you get on a list, you will get leads. These one-time cleans do lead to recurring as well, which is really nice. All right, here you go, Kelly. The Better Business Bureau, the BBB. The BBB is a trusted resource for consumers. People like us are constantly searching for the credibility and viability of a company, or if we ever want to complain about a company, we're checking the Better Business Bureau. I've used it many times in my past, but it's a resource for us as consumers. This company, and it is a company, it serves the consumers and it charges the businesses to be on the list. That's the business model. That's how they get paid. They have a sales force and they go about cold calling businesses that aren't on the Better Business Bureau to see if they're interested in being on the Better Business Bureau. And they offer different marketing packages, different price points, different access. The affiliation is a good one. However, back about 10 years ago, I jumped on a phone call because they had literally cold called me five times in about a two-year period maybe. And so I finally said, okay, I'm going to just talk to the person. And I spent 20, 25 minutes on the phone with a sales rep, and I asked a lot of good questions. I was trying to figure out, well, tell me about some cleaning companies that have invested. What has it done for them? Do you have any testimonials you can share? Why would I want to pay and I forget what it cost. I want to say it was like $500 or $600 for the year. And when I just evaluated the numbers they were giving me and the number of leads it would create, it didn't make sense because it really wasn't going to create many leads, which is what I wanted, as I was also concurrently using Home Advisor, which was giving me leads. The Better Business Bureau was mostly going to give me credibility, so if someone did a search on my business, they would see, oh, Carfagna Cleaning, it's got BBB ratings and they're a good company. And I didn't really care about that at the time because I had no website. I mean, I was so under the radar. I was all referral, all word of mouth. And therefore, I didn't think I needed BBB credibility and trustworthiness because I was getting referred internally and I had no website. In 2021 the Better Business Bureau, it would look good on my website, and maybe I would consider investing. But I don't think I will yet. Okay, let's go to the next affiliation, the Chamber of Commerce. This is literally the gem of all affiliations. Oh, did I say I wasn't going to be biased? Uh, I am. Sorry. The Chamber is humongous in scope. I want you to listen closely to this one. It's really important. They have local chapters all over the country and the world. I joined my own local Indian Valley Chamber of Commerce, and there's about six of them in the Philadelphia area that I could have joined. I did this in 2019. It was $200 out of an annual investment, and I chose to serve with my talents. I've shared this in the podcast. This has led to the addition of a third of my new clients in 2020. In general, the chamber is the hub for all local networking. If you don't belong to an in-person group now, do it. Get out there and do it. Get to a chamber mixer, which they do monthly, Try and find a friend that is already a member of the chamber and invite yourself like I did with my good friend Dennis Gaiman. I knew he was a member. Dennis, I see you're a member of the chamber. Can I go with you to a mixer? He says, "Uh, sure. He wasn't even going to go and he decided to go and brought me with him. If you don't know someone as a member of the chamber, just call up the chamber office and ask to be a guest. They will set you up. They are always looking for new members. Dress nice. Have some business cards. And when you get there, be a friend. Talk to people, write down names, and everyone you talk to, on top of finding out what they do, also ask them, Hey, I'm new to networking. Are there any other good networking groups locally that you would recommend? Oh my goodness, this is literally a black hole of answers because you're going to leave with a gazillion other networking groups. They will come out of the woodwork. I left that first mixer in. September 2019, I share this on my podcast with seven direct invitations on business cards, on papers, on pamphlets, on emails. I had plenty of places I could check out. And you know what? I did choose two of them out of the seven. So the BIB and the MCBA, which I'll come back to in just a minute. So the reason I like the Chamber so much is that for me, I am the only cleaner out of 300 to 400 members. That's pretty sweet. And it seems to be the hub of all networking. If you go to the Chamber, you will meet a lot of other people. In other words, if there's 10 networking groups in an area, pretty much everyone belongs to a chamber, and then they also belong to something else. So go to the hub and branch out from there. The next affiliation, the Rotary Club. This is also a national service organization that's all over the world, and they have local chapters. And look, I said the word service organization. It's not about business networking, but networking does happen. Typically, the upper tier of businesses belong to the Rotary as they have already met their needs and they truly have a heart to give back to the community. It can be a large time commitment with all the service projects, but the work is awesome. I will say that Rotary does so many community service projects. Work side by side with other business leaders and you will surely become trusted friends and you refer each other in business. And the referrals will be really good ones because these are upper tier business people. They are ones with larger businesses, make more money. The people they refer are probably the type of client you would love to have anyway. Business Networking International or BNI is another example of a local affiliation. This is an international networking association with bylaws fees, and requirements. They have chapters all over the country. It's a fantastic option for those wanting to grow fast as referrals are required. You will get referrals, no doubt. The downside is this, to me, it's a big time commitment and you have quotas to perform for the overall good of the chapter. It's like being a part of a separate business, being a member of BNI but it's for the good of everyone. They keep track of how many referrals and how much business was closed as a result of referrals. People get scored on the number of guests they have, the number of X, Y, Z, it all adds up and they're competing against other BNI chapters. So it literally can be its own little entity and you've got to have the time for it. It's hard to do multiple groups when BNI is one of them that you're doing. But again, it works really good. Personally, I have not opted to join one. I've been to three or four as a guest. And it really just wasn't my cup of tea, as you'd say. It's a forced referral model, and I don't like that, personally. I'm nothing against anyone that does it. Like I said, it works great. I would prefer, and I do, to connect and to get to know my fellow networkers, and then refer them when I want to, not because I have to. I don't want a quota around how many people I refer. Other local networking groups as a local affiliation, and this is dependent on your area, Gosh, there are so many networking groups available in person or via Zoom these days for local business owners to connect, to build trust, hold each other accountable, and refer each other. There's ones like BNI, as I mentioned, that is fee-based, required referrals. There are others that are on the other side of the spectrum that are no fees, no required referrals. Now, obviously, you're not going to get many referrals from the no requirements of referrals, but you will get some. So there's also a middle ground, like some fee and some pressure to do referrals. Not that you have to, but hey, you're in a group. If you have an opportunity to refer, refer someone that you know in the group. So there's all across the spectrum. I have chosen to attend two, and I've spoken about these in this podcast at nauseum, the MCBA, which is the Montgomery County Business Alliance, and the BIB, the Believers in Business. Both have been fantastic for me. The reason I picked them, the Montgomery County Business Alliance, it's like the Smart Cleaning Tribe that I run. It's a group of business owners, 25 members. And we do masterminds. We help each other in business. We do showcases. We do an education segment, which I've been chosen along with Shelby Light as the education co-chairs. And we do topics like this podcast. I'll share information with local business owners. It's great. And it builds my credibility. People think of Ken as, oh, yeah, he's been really helpful in the education part. Oh, he owns the cleaning company. They like me. They refer me. And I'll tell you what, between these two groups and the chamber, I have gotten over a third of my new business, like I said, in 2020. The other group, the believers in business, it's a smaller group of Christian business owners. And we sit at a breakfast table on a Wednesday morning or a couple times a month, $13 for breakfast and 10 bucks for the year is the dues for the group. And we just connect and we go over some biblical matters and we talk and we share we talk leadership, we talk about culture, we talk about the things that are going well, not going well in our business. We do little presentations, and we break bread and we eat, and we pray for each other. It's a great meeting, and I've made friends in these groups. I love it. The Chamber, the MCBA, the BIB, and they've led to a lot of business. Like I said, it's been a great addition to my second business, So my first business in New York. I didn't do this stuff. And I wish I did. So if you're out there, well, I don't do any local networking. I'm online all the time finding clients. Well, that's fine. You can do that. But I'm telling you, you're missing out huge. Let me go into one other affiliation. If you're a person of faith, churches. This is an awesome affiliation that is not connected with business at all. But again, the friendships and trust form will truly lead to business opportunities. Let me just go back to this point about the online thing. Technically, you can build your business 100% online with an excellent social media presence and targeted ads, which cost a lot of money. Do it. Go for it. But don't neglect the old school way of business networking. Go to the people locally and dialogue with them. Join these affiliations. They look awesome on the bottom of your website, on your pamphlets, your brochures, whatever you're handing out. It makes you stand out. It makes you look more credible, more trustworthy. Anything you've taken for certifications or groups, all this stuff, you want to get this out there. People need to see it. It raises your value, which raises your price, which raises your trust. All of those things go together. In-person networking has always worked. It's just the internet has brought a new dimension in. Don't get rid of the old dimension. Make this new one, make the old one work better. Do them in parallel and you'll reap the rewards like I have. Literally, I actually added up the numbers wrong when I shared this a few minutes ago in this podcast. 75% of all my new clients in 2020, which accounted for over $40,000 in new revenue, came from my local affiliations. That is pretty awesome. And what's my investment? About 500 bucks per year and a couple mornings a month to go to some meetings. Oh, and half of the money is breakfast. <laughs> Every dollar is a business write-off. So get out of your comfort zone and go meet some people in person. Any combination of these affiliations will add the credibility you need to grow your business in 2021 and beyond. All right, thank you so much for joining me today on the Solo Clinic School Podcast. This episode was a bit long, but it had lots of affiliations. So again, I want to thank you My new friend Kelly DeYoung of True Integrity Cleaning for this great question on the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. And I hope that you got way more of an answer than you bargained for. And that I hope this helps many other listeners out there as they decipher through the web of networking opportunities. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.